0: And that was "Refugee" by Tom Petty. So, bringing things to the here and now, I'm always curious to know how are you finding significance and fulfillment in what you're doing currently? That's
1: an interesting question. That's never really been a problem. We've been at, at the amplifier thing for a long time, and I still find it really fun professionally. The outlet of the regulars—that weekly gathering of people—and never knowing who's going to quite who's going to show up and what we're going to talk about that day—and helping people and mixing that as a ongoing kind of impromptu community is excellent we've had to go virtual as many have because of the virus and the shutdown and all of this but it came up on one of the calls somebody shared that we talk about news and events and trends and things but also it can get very personal and somebody was relating like that they were finding it hard to get going in the morning it it would wear off in an hour or so they would get their groove and they would remember and get back to things but they were waking up kind of backpedaling and they didn't know if the right word even to describe it was anxiety or depression or any. They didn't really know how to describe it. Somebody asked, you know, is it is it related to this period? And they said, yes, it's definitely related. It's related to this period now. And so it got to be about 20 of us kind of talking about morning routines in general and how this period might have changed that, and what we were doing in response. And I shared that, that morning I got up and I, I got up pretty early. I was expecting my wife and our kiddo to sleep later than they did and our daughter had woken up earlier she's six she'd woken up earlier than usual and she bumped into me in the hallway and she said i'm a great dane i have ice powers and fire powers and i'm really good at running and karate what kind of dog are you and what are your superpowers and that's like the permanent ultimate Easy button. It is for me, at least. It is impossible not to just be totally ecstatic at being alive. Like it's just the easiest, most awesome thing. And she wakes up at full speed. Right? She just—it's just on. I am on. I'm alive. Let's go. And so, I think I'd hopefully be doing relatively all right anyway. But it's—it's sort of nonstop greatness around here just just as 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 every day unfolds it's totally fine
0: yeah that's incredible um, damn well not to get too dark here but what about challenges that you're facing
1: biggest challenges the biggest challenges I'm facing right now uh, there's a lot of things I would love to be able to do and I have to be very careful and say no more often and focus more often and get one thing complete before moving on to the next that's a That's a big challenge. We're trying to help our clients, you know, Amplifier serves clients. We've seen overall activities remain relatively steady, but a lot of clients have grown and are doing fine. And a lot of clients are really, really struggling. Nonprofits have have seen things really slow down and, and, and certain clients have just, you know, they're just having, and it might not even be related to us and the merchandise stuff they do through us. Their primary business is just totally hosed for now. So so that's a that's a big deal and I I'm doing okay again happy here at home it's a fun gang here I'm okay being patient waiting for the proper steps and even the state of Texas now you can go into a restaurant 25% capacity blah 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 I haven't done that yet I'm not I'm not I haven't raced back out there yet but I will be very very glad when this is behind us all I will be very glad. I am ready to go back to Mozarts. I'm ready to go back to music shows. I'm ready to go. You know, I miss sports on the weekends, but I remember on Easter Sunday, I was telling my wife, it's like, look, I get it. It's a big day. It's a, for many, it's a, you know, it's basically a sacred day. It's a huge family day. We can't gather family. All that stuff is what's really going on. But damn it, I'm supposed to be sitting on the couch all day watching the Masters. Like, what the hell is going on? Everybody's acting appropriately, I think it sure, sure seems like we didn't have much of an alternative, but i'm ready i'm I'm ready for this to be past us
0: yep what what would be the first concert you'd be like shooting out the gates to see post quarantine
1: I'd have to think about that one for a while. Any concert I could choose I would probably i don't know that's a really good question. It might be something as simple as like Willie Nelson, you know he just turned whatever he turned eighty something and on april 29th and you know he's not going to be around certainly not performing forever another one i would say too like we were fortunate enough to get to go to john prine's last acl taping and it was awesome and that was really kind of important now that he's gone and actually you know a direct casualty of this damn thing i'd have to think about that one for for a minute if to come up with anything special but it might just be a simple Willie show And then wistfully, right? Like, I'd love to see a show at Threadgill's. I'd love to see a show at places that are now gone or venues that were gone before we even got here, you know?
0: Oh, and pandemic aside, like, what's your opinion on how Austin's progressed over the last 10 years and, you know, how it's going to look over the next decade?
1: I would say, so that's a huge topic unto itself. It's funny. So I've started on the side um, recording little bits of audio every day called a podcast if you want i'm trying to figure out what it is and i started on willie's birthday and i was reading the story of willie's first appearance at the armadillo uh, world headquarters which is in austin lore and what's funny is that happened in august of 1972 and there's also there's a great book called progressive country by a man named jason millard he's got a phd i believe and he's basically he's literally a scholar of texas music that's what he is and so he's he's his book progressive country is academic it is about how that movement of musicians and such in austin in the 70s changed the nature of texanness as a notion which is a cool idea and he's got this paragraph about all these records it's insane all these records that came out in 1973 like it it makes austin seem like paris in the 20s or something like there was just something really going on What's hilarious and striking is I don't know if you know Doug Somm. I am not a big Doug Somm uh, expert, but he's but he's got some I've listened to some of his music now. I never saw him play live. He passed away relatively young from cancer, I think but he he was living in Austin and he's you know playing the armadillo playing acl he was he was amazing. He wrote a letter an open letter in nineteen seventy seven so four years after Ed, after Willie has played the armadillo and all those records, and everything's sort of happening. He wrote A Farewell to Austin. I got to move back to California. Like, this was our, this was a wonderful place, and it was really happening here, and now it's just egos and money and greed, like, in 1977. And, you know, that has been the way, I wish I could find it. I saw it one time. There's this hilarious uh, thing from the Austin, I can't remember if it's the Austin American or the Austin Statesman. It's back when they were separate papers, but written in the paper, uh, somebody was, complaining that this new construction downtown was going to totally change the character of downtown it was going to completely change the mom and pop businesses and the bars and the venues and they were complaining about the driscoll hotel which so you're talking like the 1880s right so this is an old song it's an old song and austin's almost certain to continue to grow so i think what i would say about all of that to bring it all to try to tile that back up though is it's up to each of us to go start our thing and go make an impact and it's funny to me when something like the cactus cafe almost closes and people start campaigns about it it's like it's it's tough to sit and think well when is the last time you went to the cactus cafe like, why should it stick around if whoever's running that place it's not just a museum piece it's not just some some memory activator this is a business if you don't go there like go you gotta go nobody's going or not enough people are going that's not always the case sometimes it's just the building's going to get bulldozed and even though it's you know got sellout crowds but it's i think too with this the virus whatever covid and all this with things like maybe some universities maybe some big retailers maybe some venues it's not the cause of it it it's not the cause of the ultimate end it might have accelerated the timetable by 3 to 10 years but there's a lot of it's it's forced a lot of organizations to take a long hard look at where they were to begin with you know it's it's tough
0: yep well it, it's refreshing to hear that you're accepting of change in austin
1: i love the town well, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm a markets guy, probably. I think that it's interesting to me. You know, a Saxon Pub is staying open. There's a great documentary about the Saxon Pub. They thought it was going to be another story where the venue moved. Like the Saxon Pub was going to have to leave South Lamar um, because it was going to turn into condos, like everything else around it. And what's his name? Gary Keller bought the land at the very last. Gary Keller of Keller Williams Realty has become a huge benefactor patron of Austin Music. And he bought the land and told Joe Abel, the owner, you can stay, like, don't move. And that's an important room. It's a great sounding room and it's a good size. And the residencies and the Austin artists it supported is huge. Thankfully too, in, in this documentary, what was amazing, they had, I think it was Susan Antone, Eddie Wilson of Threadgills, Joe Abel of of that. And what's the man's name? Steve, drawn a blank, of Continental Club, all together, and that's rare and kind of swapping stories and talking about what they're dealing with, property taxes and rents and everything. And the Continental Club owner owns that property. So he's less susceptible, but his property taxes are spiking like mad. And so it just gets harder and harder. Same thing applies to these restaurants and all kinds of cultural businesses. So yes, I'm all for markets. I'm okay with that. So what we mainly need is to help these places get more customers. I do think it's really awesome when somebody like Gary Keller steps in and makes such a difference. But right now, my gosh, with this virus and the shutdown, it's, it's carnage everywhere.
0: Yeah, man, it, it really is tough to see. I think of my friend in the floral space, hopefully she doesn't mind me shouting her out here, but Emily Reed, um, she owns a company called Gypsy Floral and they obviously do a bunch of weddings. And since that is no longer a thing, it, it's just wild to see like, not only is her business massively affected, but her suppliers which are these huge distributors out in the Netherlands, like there's actually a great Bloomberg piece that covers this, but they're having to burn just like bushels of roses and in, in all these wedding flowers. So it's just wild to think about all the different streams that are affected. But anyways, as I digress, uh, Joel, it's time for your third track. What do you got for us? That's
1: third track was, is it Come On Every Beatbox?
0: Yeah, I just picked one from those records.
1: They were so fun. I cannot overstate. There's a couple of guys from The Clash or at least one Mick Jones and and some other guys and it was a great sound that that show going to the Longhorn Ballroom and had such a time and just sort of um how i would describe that too is sort of concerts to me as a youngster then before even really having a driver's license just seemed like this i don't dangerous maybe or risky or just or, or unobtainable sort of thing and then i went to the show and saw it live and right up close and it was just such a blast that it opened up it's like okay i'm doing this again i'm doing this again um so for me this one little random show at the longhorn ballroom kind of opened up a fun world of, of live music again